Welcome back to the Gulag, everybody. This is episode number 19. Episode number 19. Okay, I'm not doing the announcer voice anymore. Um, but welcome back, guys. This is episode 19 of the Gulag. This is, I guess you could say, a little 4th of July special today. We talked about some patriotic things, especially, you know, halfway through the episode. We discussed a little bit of Olympics, a little bit of being grateful for our freedom. And just being thankful that you're a GD American. So what I want to say here is don't just have a great 4th of July, okay? Have an American 4th of July. Thanks, guys, for listening. Okay, I said I wasn't going to do the fucking countdown anymore, and here I am doing the countdown. I got to stop. I got to find a bet. I got to find an intro. I got to make an intro. I don't know how to do that shit, though. I'm not very tech savvy, as you can tell. Uh, maybe do dude. I was thinking about that. I've always thought like, OK, these people that do like even smaller podcasts, it's like, why do they have all these people working for them? This doesn't seem like it's a lot of work. What do you do? Just hit record and go. No, there's so much fucking shit you got to do. There's so much stuff. You got to make all the little clips and you got to make you got to make the clips of the episodes for Instagram and then you got to make them for YouTube and then you got to make them for Facebook and then you got to make them for if you got TikTok, which you're going to start doing. And then then you got to do it for locals, which you're also going to start doing in parlor and all this shit. And then you got to you got to make the designs. You got to make the thumbnails for each individual one. And it's, oh, it's so much stuff, dude. Why did I start doing this podcast? No, I mean, I know why I started doing it. I like doing it. It's fun. I enjoy it. I, I, there's not been a time like all that shit I don't like, which I can't. Uh, hopefully this goes if this goes as according as planned, uh, if we don't get deleted off of every platform eventually here pretty soon, which might happen. We'll see what happens. But uh, if that doesn't happen, then we're going to I'm deaf. I can't wait to get somebody to do all that other shit for me so I can just focus on doing this and pay Peyton, which, by the way, Go check out our YouTube channel. Um, if you're listening on audio, go do that. If you're watching on YouTube, great. Go check out some of Peyton's videos. News takes, little sound bites, little uh, daily clips in the morning for you guys for what's going on in the news. Peyton brings the energy. See, I'm not, I don't have, Peyton has like that WWE announcer or wrestler, like, like just energy. I don't have that. I look like I look like I've been smoking weed for about 18 years. I haven't, but I look that way. Okay? I don't have the I don't have the the TV personality. Peyton does. Peyton has that. He's good at that shit. Go watch his videos. Um yeah, guys, there's there's some a couple things to talk about today. This is episode episode 19 of the Gulag for everybody that's listening. Uh that's my uh announcer or, or that's that's my sports broadcaster voice for you guys. Um, go check go check that out, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Go check that out. Um, yeah. So this is episode nineteen. We're live streaming right now. Uh, for those that are watching or listening, and uh, episode eighteen. If you haven't gone and listened to that one, that one that one was a ton of fun. We talked about this dude who's from England. 
and he's identifies as non-binary, but he also identifies as Korean and he's totally not Korean. He's white. He's whiter than me. And it's fucking hilarious. So you guys got to go listen to that. Go watch the video on YouTube. Go listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. By the way, subscribe, like, share. Just smash that like button, as they say. All the all these fuck stupid YouTubers say. It's annoying. Um, but go do that, though. Even though it's annoying, and I know people don't like hearing it. But I'm going to say it anyways, just to remind you guys. Go do it. Okay, so first thing I want to talk about today. Actually, you know what? I have to tell a story. Okay? The story I'm going to tell. This is... Okay, so for those of you that don't know. So... I've been doing like Uber every now and then to make money, to make some extra money, pay the bills, you know, and like mostly Uber Eats. So I've been doing a couple of Uber rides here and then, but mostly Uber Eats because I don't like having people in my car. Just don't like it. Um, so I've been doing a lot of Uber Eats and I think I'm starting to lose my mind just being in my car by myself all the time, which is fine because I listen to a lot of other podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. I like in a strange way, get a lot done. I learn a lot. I'm constantly, I constantly got a book going or, or a podcast or something, but I think I'm starting to lose my mind a little bit because I was, it was like yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday I was in, I was picking up some food, some food. I was at pot belly, picking up some food, walked in the store, got the food there. And when I was walking out, there was this guy being interviewed, this kid, not this guy, this guy, kid, this kid guy being interviewed and he was like probably like looked like first job maybe 15 16 years old and the manager was maybe 30 you know this kind of situation and as i walked out this is what i said out loud to other people in public that i didn't know this is what i said i said to the people sitting there as i'm walking by with my food i glance over and i say don't accept the job kid don't do it don't sell your soul like I did. And then I just walk, keep walking. Okay. And this is what happened. The manager, as I'm walking, I looked at her and I made direct eye contact after I said it. And she said this, she looked at, she looked at me, made eye contact, turned to the kid and was like, no, um, don't listen to that guy. And I didn't know how to respond. I stopped for a second, kept walking, kept walking. And when I left the store, I thought, is this, is this my life now? Am I this person? Am I this person that just says things like this in public out loud to other people at businesses? Don't sell your soul. Don't take the job to a 16 year old. By the way, I hope that kid what this is the response I wanted in my head. I wanted that kid to just get up and run out the door. Like just scared as shit. Just get up. Just look at me and just start sprinting and just like follow me. Like follow me. Like follow me out the door. Get in his car. Drive away. I could have just changed that whole kid's tra trajectory in life. He's never, he'd never forget. He's probably never going to forget that either. First job interview. Oh, how was your, he goes home. Oh, how, mom, how, how was your job interview? Ah, <sighs> yeah, dude. 
I'm losing my mind. Point of that story is I'm losing my mind. Why do I say things like that? I feel like I say a lot of things to other people that I think are hilarious and nobody else thinks is hilarious in that moment. Most of it's sarcasm. Like I was at, we did this river float thing a couple weeks ago. That's like a, for those of you that aren't in Wisconsin, the Midwest, that's like a big thing people do. You go, got, it's like a giant lazy river, but it's in an actual river and it takes like four hours. So we did this and you're just drinking beer, or whatever the whole time. It's a good time. So we did this a couple weekends ago and one of my friends brought this girl that I had no idea. I think I've seen her once in my life and she got really, 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 really pissed at me. And she looked like this kind of person or she, let me slow down. She didn't like me from like the moment she saw me for some reason, which I, I guess I just, that happens. And she didn't like me from the moment she saw me and I could see this in her face and I could tell that she just, there's something she just didn't, she would just looked uninterested in the fact that I even, ex, it was alive or like bothered by the fact that I was a person that was alive and on this river float with her, especially. And I was just being a sarcastic ass. Like I normally am. And everybody that knows me knows that I'm sarcastic and I, I, yeah, I goof, I goof a lot, you know? I make jokes. And that's the thing about it. Most of the shit I say, it's a joke, which means I'm not serious. So there's no real reason to get upset. But if you get upset, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not. Your boy here doesn't back down from what he says. Anyways, I was making jokes. Everyone, all my, my friends that were there, they were laughing. We're all making jokes with each other, blah, blah, blah. I was trying to poke fun at this girl, like playfully to just try to get her to like, like break the ice, you know, get her to start being not so like tense around me and it wasn't working. It was actually making it incredibly more uncomfortable. And towards the end of the float, she just started telling me that uh, she doesn't like me and that she's uninterested. She started verbalizing how she feels. She's saying that she's like uninterested in being around me any longer and all this stuff. And these are the people in our lives that we have to deal with. I don't know why I just told you that story. Where was I going? I'm losing my train of thought. Um, point is, yeah, I say things and people get upset. And I've learned to just be like, I don't care if people get upset. I'm just going to do me. I'm going to say what I want. If you get upset, you don't have to listen to me. If there's some things that you don't like on this podcast, you don't have to listen to it. Like I had somebody on, I had somebody on a, a message me actually. This is like the I had I had my first like someone mad at me at something I said on my podcast. Someone messaged me. It was about the sports little take I did right, where I was like pro- professional like professional sports are designed to be a distraction from reality and they're not healthy to be obsessed with. They're good in context sports in general. Great in context, especially if you're in the sport. It's a great, it's great for your physical health and, and mental health as a result. There's a lot of benefits to it. But if you're going to be a professional fan, which is what most people are that say they like sports or into sports, that's fucking stupid. Number one, uninteresting. Number two, and extremely unhealthy. And I went on this whole rant about that, about how uh, it's like the Roman circus where those the powers that be uh, create these circus events which nowadays that's things like the NFL, the, the NBA, the, the MLB, um, 
professional sports, entertainment, all this stuff. And it's not just sports. It's obviously other things too. But sports are the big one. They create these things to keep the people's eyes off of the corruption and everything that's actually going on behind the scenes. So they don't have time to even notice when they're being, when their freedoms are being taken away, when they're being manipulated and used and stepped on. That's what's going on with pro sports. And I brought this up and blah, blah, blah. And I made a comment in there that like everybody, all these, these dudes that think they're masculine when they all they're for liking and obsessing over pro sports, when really all they're doing is wearing other grown men's names on their back via Jersey and jumping up and down and screaming their name and then going and talking about the the other grown men and fawning over them and fawning over their ability to throw a ball in a hoop. That's not masculine. And I was like, all these dudes are the same too. They all have the same personality. They all look the same. They got the wear the jerseys. They got the little gold chain. They got the, the short khakis. They got the high white socks. They got the stupid hair. Their names are like usually like Bryce or something like that. And by the way, I have a friend named Bryce. Bryce, I love you. I'm not talking about you. Um, and someone actually got upset at me and messaged me and was like, dude, so they said something about way to be narrow-minded. And by the way, I just gave credit, which I'm going to actually do that in this episode after I'm done with this little rant. Give credit to sports, the value of it. Because I just dogged the shit out of them in my last episode. And I'm not backing down. I don't care if people get upset. That's my point. If you don't like something someone else says, that's fine. There's a lot of things I talk a lot about on this podcast. Things other people do and say that I don't like. Everyone's, you can do that. That's fine. That's not a problem. But to act like you're the victim is a whole other thing. You can remove yourself from any situation. You could stop listening to people. You could turn off the podcast. You could turn off the TV. You could don't have to read the news. You don't have to talk to certain people. There's no one forcing you to victimize yourself in those types of situations. You do that. People do that to themselves because if they feel like the victim, if they feel offended and then, and then therefore use that offense to victimize themselves and then vocalize that to somebody else. Now they can play good guy, bad guy. And now they're the good guy in their own minds. They're, they're now virtuous as a result. So if you don't like something and it offends you and then you play victim and then you go, you know, attack somebody else that apparently according to you offended you and victimized you. Uh, now you're a good guy. Now you can think of yourself as a good guy. Now you did your good guy deed for the day. When really you did absolutely nothing. Okay? It's ridiculous. So here, here at the Gulag, here at Gulag Inc., we don't cater to that shit. We don't care. I'm sure Peyton would say the exact same thing. I know Peyton would say the exact exact same thing. We're gonna we're gonna say what's true. We're gonna we're gonna a lot of this is goofing around, obviously. We goof a lot here. We goof. We're gonna be goofing around a lot here, guys. Um we do that, but when we're serious, we get fucking serious. When we say shit that matters, we say shit that's true. We're objective. Okay, that's what we're here for. Okay, let me give you... Okay. Let me give you a good take on sports. Here's the value of sports. 
So like I said, sports are a huge distraction when put, when misplaced, uh, when people care more about sports or, or whether or not the Milwaukee Bucks are winning than they do about their actual relationships and their job and their communities and who they're voting for to, to, to make decisions about their lives and their families' lives and their friends' lives and their communities' lives and their country's lives. When they care more about uh, Aaron Rodgers than they do about um, fill in the blank anything else that's more important which is a lot of men that are like this. And then they think that's masculine and that's masculine. That's, that's actually being, that's true manhood is to care and obsess about sports. It's not. So we're talking about that and we talked about all the problems with that and how that's the Roman circus attraction. Now let's give it some credit. Let's give the devil's due. Sports are great because they teach people how to have rivalry, but it be peaceful. They teach you how to have healthy competition. They teach you how to compete. They teach you how to work towards something to win in a competition. They teach you how to be a winner, which means not victimizing yourself, which means working hard. This is what they teach kids, especially. This is why sports are, I think, for kids are so important for them to be in sports, not just be a fan. I think being a fan of sports is okay in its very, very small context, just like any sort of distraction or entertainment but other than that it's destructive and it's bad it, bad as in unhealthy useless you know what i mean but sports are good because what when when you're when you're in and engaged in playing in sports and when you're working out even it's good for your for your body therefore it's good for your mind it teaches you how to work hard and to overcome adverse adversity it teaches you discipline if you don't have discipline in life, you're not going to be able to get through shit. The slightest struggle comes your way. You're going to collapse. Sports teach you how to have a, 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 some sort of structure within you to, to discipline yourself so you can overcome other things outside of sports in the future that are far more important. That's what they teach people, especially kids. They also teach adults that. So that's good. Sports are good for that. Also, Distractions are not always bad, especially nowadays when everything is so politicized, which we'll get into this in a second with this uh, thing I got pulled up here for those watching. Um, when everything's so politicized and everything is so divisive as a result, you need society needs some sort of distraction every now and then so that they can come together. It's like I said in my last one, like, if you're a Packers fan or a Bears fan, yeah, you're rivals, quote-unquote. You don't like each other, quote-unquote. But at the end of the day, you're all sitting at the same game, drinking the same beer, eating the same popcorn, relaxing, distracting yourself with something fun and entertaining for a short moment. That's a good thing in, in, in context, in its place. And it teaches people how to not be enemies because all we're taught in politics and all we're taught in society and in Hollywood and in the media is how to be enemies with each other. Sports are a way where we can pretend be enemies with each other, but really we're building friendships. We're building relationships in a, in a, in a, in a weird, but kind of awesome sort of way. And we need more of that. Because we're so, we're, that's why I think it's so dangerous for politics to be so infused into sports now, because it's ruining the primary way in which we do that. One of the primary ways in which we do that. 
Now you got NBA players with BLM, uh, with fucking George Floyd and Jacob Blake and all these literal criminals, if you really get down to it, on their back supporting this shit. You got BLM written on the court. You got BLM all over their jerseys. You got the MLB, the 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 NFL catering to this shit. Politics everywhere. You got you got the NFL recently re- recently releasing that ad saying football is gay and all this stuff. And this is for transgenders and blah blah blah. That's divisive shit where you're going to piss off half of your audience, if not more. Now you can't just engage in the distraction from all the politics without being kicked in the face with the politics. It's no fun anymore, just for starters. And it ruins that camaraderie, that that healthy tribalism that people need to learn how to uh, engage with because if we learn how to do that maybe those principles will then apply to the real world kind of like a sports as a kid teaches you discipline teaches you how to be competitive in a healthy way in a productive way and in a way that actually at the end of the day is going to build relationships that's what sports that's what that's what being a sports fan as an adult can do in some way again everything in its place I do think though largely it's a, it's become a massive distraction and it's a waste of time I'm not backing down from that, but that is giving the devil's due. That is a benefit for it. And it's being, it's being ruined. And that's speaking of that. Yes. My transitions are good. Speaking of that, uh, this first story here is about that. It's about when that, 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 that healthy battling that healthy battle that is sports whether it's between actual players or fans that distraction from the bullshit of politics and culture and society and all this crap that most people hate it's being uh, ruined again, even for the Olympics. Obviously we have this one Olympian that we talked about in a past episode. He's transgender and he, I'm never saying she identifies as a girl and he's weightlifting and he's beating all these records and now he's going to be weightlifting against females in the Olympics and the Olympic committee is not doing shit about it. That's pol- that's politicized. Why aren't yeah, why aren't they doing anything about that because politics because politics now defines science. Politics now define biology biological science. Politics now define competition in sports like this. This is what we're seeing, and it's ruining everything. When politics start making the decisions for other things, the other things get absolutely fucking ruined 100% of the time. Let's watch this clip, and then we'll talk about this. Countries that would allow it, by the way. The Wall Street Journal's Gerard Baker writes this. When the national anthem was played, Gwen Berry turned away and covered her head with a T-shirt. Imagine if a Chinese athlete did that. Unless they have hammer-throwing competitions at re-education camps, it will be the last medal ceremony that athlete ever took part in. Our next guest couldn't agree more. She's a North mm-hmm. Korean defector. Okay, so for those of you China that don't know, to the US. so Gwen Berry, she's an Olympic athlete. I don't know exactly what she does. She's something with track, and she is. She was like having. She had like I think like BLM shit at the Olympic trials for the United States. And for whatever event she's in, and she like turned her back when they were singing the national anthem, and all she's basically putting on a big old Marxist 
hissy fit at the Olympics about how she how oppressed she is and how much she hates America while she's up there representing America. Do you think any other country would allow that? No, it just shows how tolerant America actually is and how not oppressed these people are that they can do this and they can still go up there and represent the country that they're giving the middle finger to on stage. Think about that for a second. Doesn't sound like oppression to me. All right, let's keep going with this video. Yes, and now a student, or was a student at Columbia, Yanami Park joins us right now. Uh, she has a book out chronicling this entire experience. Okay, uh, I'm going to just ruin this whole, whole for a second here. Dude, this, this person here, Yanmi Yan Park, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. I did an episode about her a while back. I think it was like 14 or 15 or one of the, I don't know, one, or one of the little bit a month or two ago. She was on Jordan Peterson's podcast. She's the lady from North Korea. She's a defector from North Korea. She escaped to China. Then she was like sex trafficked in China. Then she escaped China and she fled to South Korea. Then she came here. Her story is incredible. She's one of the most incredible people I think I've ever read about. She has a book. I want to read it so bad. That's one of the next ones on my list. This lady's fantastic. And if she is speaking... The reason I pause this video is to say this. If she is speaking on a matter like this, just listen to her and take it seriously because she's been through and she's seen more than most people have in, you know, the first 15 years of her life than most people see in 10 lifetimes. She's been through hell and back and then through hell again and then back. And she knows what oppression looks like. She knows what these Marxist ideas lead to. She knows what this victim mentality leads to when it's applied at a fundamental structural level in a society, which is what Marxism is. It leads to destruction. It leads to chaos. It leads to, to death. It leads to death. It leads to genocide. It leads to murder. When it's actually applied, and let me tell you, when these Marxists today, it starts with little things, it never stops. We've already seen how it never stops. I mean, look back five, 10 years ago, and then look now. There's clearly a difference. They, they keep moving the line farther and farther and farther. Give them an inch, they'll go a mile. And they will never stop unless people that have the fortitude and courage to stop them do it. And that's what people like Yanmi Park are doing. And we need more people like that. We need more people to listen to people like her. Anyways, here we go. Uh, the book is called In Order to Live. Yanami, thanks so much uh, for joining us. What's your reaction to Gwen Berry's actions after winning a place in the Tokyo Olympics? So when I was watching that, if she did the exact same thing at this very moment, if she was a North Korean, not only herself gonna be executed. I mean, oh, it's freezing here. Eight Sorry. generations of her family gonna be sent to political prison camp and execution. So the fact that she's going there. By the way, I just said "ope" out loud in my podcast. I I quit. I quit. I quit. 
I'm kidding. Here we go. And refusing to represent this tolerant, the land of the free, is unthinkable. So her point is, well, America had slavery in the third verse of the national anthem. Uh, she feels refers to slavery. That's what she was saying. I mean, I was a slave. I was sold in China in 2007 as a child at 13 years old. The people actually going slavery under Chinese Communist Party in North Korea. There is actual injustice, and the fact that she's complaining about this country, the most tolerant country, she doesn't really understand, I think, history. She says her goal is to... Yep. Okay, let me point something out there. This is what I don't understand about these, these fucking people that want to sit here and complain about all these bad things that America did in the past. Well, there's a bunch of things. But let's get a few off my chest here. Is number one, what society in the world has not had horrible things in their past? What family line has been completely clean? What national history has not had genocidal action and or slavery or something along the lines in its past? And a lot of it. That's right. No one. Nothing. Why? Because we're all sinful, flawed human beings, and we've all had the same problem in the same nature since our origin. And that is being destructive, chaotic, selfish forces. And that is manipulating other people. And that is treating other people bad. And that is putting our own self-interest before others. And when that is applied to a structural level in a nation, when people have enough power to implement that selfish, sinful nature at a structural level within a country via its laws and things like that, things go bad and people get hurt and people become victims. But here's the greatest thing. And this is the thing that, that, that so, so when, when these athletes like this Gwen Berry, like this Gwen Berry chick who's complaining about this and protesting, you know, the slavery in the, the 19th century here at the 2021 Olympics, Olympic trials, um, she's kind of right. Yeah, that's our history. We had slaves. People were stupid. People were evil. People were racist even. That was all wrong. It's, it should be stopped and it was stopped. But that's the point that that's the part they leave out is that it was stopped. We slowly started to apply the fundamental principles outlaid out, outlined in something like the constitution about freedom for all life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all. We started to apply that for all part of it and become a more perfect union over the years, it's gotten better and better and better and better. And this is the this is the fundamental thing that people like this bitch at the Olympics don't understand or don't give a fuck about. Is the fact that, yes, there's been oppression in this country. There has been in every society ever. We're the ones that stopped it. Because we're the ones that were like, hey, let's actually apply our laws. Let's have everybody actually matter for a second. Let's stop enslaving people. Let's stop caring about people's skin color. Who gives a damn? Let's stop caring about people's gender. Who gives a damn? As far as equality under the law goes.
And as a result of people having the courage and fortitude to fight for freedom, to fight for the law to be applied to all, regardless of those things, we have people that are free today that otherwise wouldn't be. Like this black athlete that's now complaining about how she's apparently oppressed and a victim. It's so just mind-blowingly insulting to, to true freedom fighters of the past like Martin Luther King. For these people to stand up here and cry about this. They're more free. This lady that's complaining about this on stage at the Olympics. She's more free. She's a more free human being than any other human being ever in the history of human beings. Especially as a black woman. She's the most free black woman that's ever existed in her generation. Like as far as our generation goes black, like we're the most free generation ever. In world history. And we're still going to, instead of being grateful for that, and then thinking, hmm, wow, my my life is actually pretty fucking great. I don't have a totalitarian government telling me what to do. I can work hard to the point where I can attain something like showing up at the Olympics for my own free will, my own discipline, and my own hard work, and blah, 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 blah. Instead of being thankful for the fact that you live in a country where you can do that and you can make your own decisions and you can worship what you believe and you you can worship what you choose and you can believe whatever you want to believe and you can love whoever you want to love, whatever. Instead of being grateful for a country that, that allows you to live under classic liberal principles that value individuals and let you be your own autonomous, sovereign human being, you're going to sit there and whine about the fact that you're you, that people 150 years ago that looked like you were oppressed in this country or 60 years ago, 80 years ago, whatever. Like be grateful for it, that you're not that, that we actually overcame that and you're free and then use that gratefulness to fight for freedom for the next generation. But instead we have a, we have a, we have a generation that's being, being told that we, the, 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 what we have to do is, is become victims. And that's the way we're actually going to, overcome shit is victimize ourselves and complain and complain and complain and be resentful and hateful and bitter. And then somehow something good is going to come of that. That's Marxism, dude. It's a religion of resentment and hatefulness. It's not this ideology that, that, that this athlete is adhering to. It's not Sorrow for the disenfranchised, for the poor, for the victimized. It's hatred for the successful. That's what it is. That's what this chick is 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 really is really saying in her actions. Is she hates the successful? It's selfishness. This is such a selfish thing for this chick to do. To get up on stage, represent America, and to turn your back and put the BLM flag over your head or whatever she's doing, and to basically say "fuck you," even though this is the country that's given me more freedom than any other generate than any other people group in the history of the world has ever had. Yeah, fuck you. Still, it's so delusional. I can't. I. I don't. I. 
I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And listen, I was born in a third, basically third world. I was born in Romania. Okay. For those of you that don't know, when I was born in Romania, it was right after they, they sort of started coming out of communism, but they were still communistic. Like when my parents adopted me, they were being monitored. Their phone calls were being monitored. They can only go, they could only go certain places to and from. Uh, they were like at their hotel, there were armed guards there monitoring their phone call. Like, it was it was still very much third world communist shithole. Okay, I was adopted from there. Me and my brother. Thank God. Thank God I came to this country. I would have been fucked if I didn't. Thank shout out to Roger and Becky for adopting us. But seriously, like, thank God I'm here. There's not a there's not a moment where I where where I would even consider saying f you to this country. Not I'm not talking about the government, the corrupt government that I hate. I'm talking about the the, the 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 true America, the America that that loves and values freedom and values the Constitution and the freedoms that are laid out in it, the principles. I would never do that. Why? Because I know what I, I understand what the alternative could have been. I came from the alternative. And it's not good. And if these people keep this up, if these radical leftists keep this up, we're going to go to that alternative and we're going to be there. You can vote your way into that alternative. You're going to have to shoot your way out. You're going to have to fight your way out. And I'd rather not do that. I'd rather fight for it now while we have freedom, fight for freedom while we have it, while it allows us to fight for it, then have to kick our way out of, to- out, of, out of tyranny. And if these resentful, hateful Marxists get their way, like Gwen Berry is representing, we're all going to be fucked. And that's going to be our fault as a generation that did nothing to stop it. That's what this podcast is about. All right, I just went on a whole tirade there. Uh, let's keep going with this video fight systemic racism it's bigger than just uh, competing in sports that is so i mean in north korea people who are actually oppressed don't even know they're oppressed the fact that she's complaining oppression and systemic racism that she does not understand that she's so privileged she's literally spoiled being free so much in this amazing country uh obviously i agree with you i'm giving her point of view I have to bring it to another poll we just discussed. Only 69% of the country say this is the best place in the world to live, down from 83%. What's your perspective on that as someone who chose to be here? There are people dying to come to America at this very moment. I just mm-hmm. hope that they go to North Korea, China, and see actually how humans are being oppressed. And they will truly understand how valuable the freedom that we have, this country has, and how lucky they are to be in this, the best country that in, in human history. But why do you... Yep. People don't know that they're being oppressed. People, people are too... This is what I'm talking about too. Remember when I was talking about this? The, let's bring this back to the sports thing. The distraction that is professional sports largely. The distraction from reality. The distraction from caring about things that you should care about and things that you should know about. 
we're in our phones and we're on our t- and we're watching TV and we're, we're we're we give more of a fuck about you know whether whether or not Giannis is going to be okay from his leg injury than we do about this. We don't even know we're being oppressed, like she said. We don't even know what the signs of that are. We don't even know what the ideology is that would want to come in and 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 ruin our lives just so certain people could have power. Because we're just in our phones. We're just, oh, let's just, like, wake up, people. Wake up. For real, though. It's it's sad. It's sad that we have a, we have a generation, especially of grown men, who care more about things like sports than uh, their their as I believe their duty to fight for things like freedom, to 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 physically and like literally fight for things like freedom, and for your communities and for your family, and fight especially fight for your family. That's where it starts. But no, we're too distracted to do those things. She made she brought up a very good point. We don't even know what real oppression looks like. That's how good we have it. That's how not oppressed we are. We don't even we can't even conceptualize what it is like to be actually oppressed. To where we make up shit so that we somehow feel like we are. That's I think what even the the, the LGBTQ transgender bullshit a lot of that is. It's people that actually don't have any concept of being oppressed like what she's talking about, especially. So they make shit up and they think they have an identity issue and then they blame it on things like, oh, I must be the wrong gender. And then they do all this shit and ruin their lives as a result. Mutilate their bodies. Their God-given bodies. Instead of being thankful for what they do have. I'm not going to get in a whole rant about that in this episode, but you get my point. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll finish this video and then we'll wrap it up today. There's a few other things I was going to talk about, but I've been ranting. I've been, I've been ranting and raving. You think we think the way we do, not me, but why do you think that's that uh, the 25% dislike this country or don't think it's I that exactly, great? Yeah, I know. I went to Columbia University. I studied there four years. Their propaganda was actually even worse than North Korea. Their anti-sentiment towards Western civilization and white men. It was exactly being in North Korea's classroom, all about hate against white men and the founding fathers of this country. I do think these people truly being brainwashed while being in America, and that's truly heartbreaking. Why would you do that? Why would you be brainwashed where you can not, you have a choice not to be? Well, go out and pick up her book and tell the story. It was also featured on foxnews.com. You know me, Park, I, I enjoy your message. Thanks so much, and have a great 4th of July weekend. You too. Thank you, Brian. That was that, guys. That was that. That was episode 19. I think this is 19. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, yeah, dude. Thanks for listening, guys. Like, subscribe, share. 4th of July is coming up. And it's a time to be thankful for freedom. It's not a time to do what this bitch did at the Olympics. And yeah, she's a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Okay. That's my, that's the takeaway. Don't be a little ass bitch when you have such a good life, especially in relation to everybody else in the world that's ever existed. 
Instead, be thankful for the freedom that you have and celebrate the 4th of July. Like a real GD American would do. You understand, guys? All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Happy 4th of July.